self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. going on it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another episode i want to let y'all know some stuff about our website go to our website conversationconartist.com where you can see all of our stories for the week listen to any of our current or past podcast episodes as well as you tra- travel on over to the left you're gonna see an envelope hover over that you'll be able to subscribe to our newsletter leave some feedback anything so you can find me at twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. We also have a listener letter portion of the show that we will not be doing today because y'all didn't send no letters in. So if you would like to help us with this problem and you have a question that you would like for us to answer, you you will remain anonymous. We're not going to put you out there. You can send it either through the website or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversation client artists with an S at gmail.com. Or you can come to Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, throw a message off in that inbox. We can have a chat. Yeah. Or you can just leave a message. Don't leave it on the wall, though, because everybody's going to see that shit. So yeah. be careful. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, we're going to get started today on some. I keep forgetting what the damn name of my Deliberate shit is. Deliberate nonsense. Deliberate nonsense. Wow, I forget every week. <laughs> We're going to get started with deliberate nonsense. Because <laughs> it's bullshit anyway. That's why. Anyway, what I'm going to get started with is Emory University. Where's that at? You know where that's at? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. You know, most of you, a lot of you, the universities I'm used to got the name in front of them. Yeah. You know, the location. Like yeah. Auburn University. That shit is in Auburn. <laughs> Auburn, Alabama. You know, Emory University. Well, apparently people around the campus have been writing Trump 2016. Fuck those guys. <laughs> all around the campus <laughs> everywhere. And what that has caused on the campus is some worry amongst the students. And so there are students that are protesting that situation. And just like every time somebody protests, whether it's a very serious issue, there's a group of people that says, hey, you know, even when they like, like it's been a university where they had like black figures hanging off of trees and race um, situations with racism. And they'd be like, well, it's not a big deal. Why y'all protesting? Well, imagine this. They wrote Trump 2016 somewhere and people are protesting now. So this just continues to cater and feed into that idea that people are hypersensitive or, you know, can't handle people being able to have their own uh, freedom of speech yeah you know but but i think most of them were like latino that makes sense because he's fucked them over more than anybody yeah, else like, during his campaigning so yeah. that I, makes sense i mean his rhetoric done caused a big issue with certain mm-hmm. groups yeah if you're a mexican if you're a muslim trump and his supporters got an issue with you and i guess the implication is that the supporters got an issue with you because it's an issue for them that they hadn't had a platform or a person that could say in an effective way this is an issue. Fuck uh-huh. him and his supporters. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about that. That's all you got, huh? That's it. Just That's all them. I got. Fuck all of them. It's crazy, man, because I was just thinking that if you think back, white people have only lost things in this country. 
since since legislation has been introduced. Mm-hmm. Like they used to get a fresh, clean water fountain. Oh yeah, you know that only they can use, and people that look like them can use. Yeah, they only used to get a fresh, clean bathroom. That you know always smelled like pine saw. <laughs> Didn't have no cool fragrances in there. You know what I'm saying? I fucking hate you. <laughs> it, didn't have, it didn't have no thick ass curly hair on the sink <laughs> <laughs> and on the toilet. Not happy everywhere. They like they they had it made. Like yeah. they pool. It was all white people in the pool. We weren't making no tea. You know, we didn't have no black folks in the pool back then. Fucking tea. I'm just saying, you know, G- them old white. I hate old, you. <laughs> them old white races make it seem like black people dirty and you jump in the pool and it's just the a brown soup. just gonna come off just with a you. Soup, a soup. You know? Like, I don't know. It's crazy. And they've only gotten stuff taken away from them since then. Yeah. And the thing that I'm recognizing that a lot of them don't realize. Is that they weren't getting anything taken away? They were just conditioned to believe that they were supposed to have. They never should have had that other people. shit in the first you know place. Yeah, yeah. They've just been conditioned to believe that they should have had more than. Mm-hmm. You know, when realistically, everybody's supposed to have the same thing. You, they go to church on Sundays, and everybody is equal. You read this documentation. Everybody is equal to Constitution. Everybody is equal. So Preamble to the Constitution. <laughs> Everybody is equal. So it says. But in practice, what the fuck? Not in at practice, all. why isn't the idea that everybody and everything is equal? You know? It's a shame. It is definitely a shame. Now, I won't say that, you know, this group of people is hypersensitive. What I will say is that Emory responded to the situation because their student population addressed them with an issue and the university took it seriously, you know, as any university, I think, should take any situation of the university seriously, you know. If it was a bug issue in dorms, (laughs) they take it seriously, you know what I'm saying? Like, if 20 students come and say, I got roaches in in my dorm. They gonna take it seriously, yeah. You know, so I think they should take everything seriously. Cause to some people, that's gonna be a minuscule, tiny, not problematic issue. Who the fuck is roaches gonna be a small issue to? Ew. <laughs> I guess people like me who grew up with fucking roaches Ew. all in my poverty-stricken environment. <laughs> <laughs> but mm-hmm. still, I mean, I'm just I'm saying from that the country, and I still hell no. Mm-mm. You from the country? You got bugs, you got, all kinds of bugs. You got June bugs. You got outside bugs Lady to worry bugs. about where you from. <laughs> Stink bugs. Them fucking the uh, granddaddy, granddaddy long legs. Granddaddy and shit. long legs everywhere. Fucking I think that. they are like ninjas. They like spider ninjas. They just appear. Like where well, they come from? They're not spiders because they only have six legs. They don't have eight. They're not arachnids. Are you sick? They only got. What? They only have six legs. You Look gonna at have it. me damn trying to count a damn daddy long leg legs they have the next time. Six legs, not eight. They're not arachnids. They just look like them. Then what are they? I, I guess just a bug. I don't fuck. They knew- look like spider. I don't do spiders, so anything that look like a spider, I don't fuck with. So in my mind, they're spiders, but. They only have six legs. They don't have eight. So every spider have to have eight legs. Arachnids yes. have to have Arachnids eight legs. Arachnids have eight legs. I knew it was too damn good to be true to have a piece of spider. 
<laughs> spiders are evil. They're like cats. But that's I'm why, not gonna get into that. That's why I had a little bit of hope for spiders. But nah. now that's not an arachnid. What it's is not it? an arachnid. I don't know. Some kind of bug. Now you have me looking this shit up and seeing what it is. It don't matter. It don't matter. I'm just saying that if there was a small issue that is minuscule yeah, that somebody brought up, <laughs> that somebody brought up, then the school would address it. So I think they should address every issue and find out the best way to handle it. Not yeah. just invalidate that issue from the jump and not do anything about it like a lot of these situations do. But anyway, that's all I got about that. Alrighty. <laughs> I mean. Oh, they are spiders. But they don't have. Did you count these legs on your own? Or did well, you read Well, maybe spiders something? don't have to have six. Maybe, I mean, maybe. I don't know why I was under the impression that spiders had to have five legs. Eight. What the fuck? <laughs> what, what kind of, like, uneven ass spider web? <laughs> Where did I get that from? Why? Eight legs. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I got five from. You know what I mean? Eight legs. But. Yeah. Let me make sure they have six legs for I don't know. They got six legs? It doesn't uh it doesn't say. About the legs. Where did you get your six leg theory from? I think I saw them. I've seen them. We had a whole lot of them. Um they would be like everywhere. Or like in the country I don't know let's just We'll figure it out yeah. at some point in time I guess Alright well the next thing I got is the North Carolina LGBT law It's supposed to be some kind of bathroom protection Act law thing Where The law basically Tries to make sure that Boys Don't go into the bathroom with girls And girls don't go in the bathroom with boys Well I guess it's mainly boys don't go in the bathroom with girls because the law, it dictates that the only thing that will be recognized by North Carolina law is your biological sex when it comes to matters of being in bathrooms or being places. Your biological sex is going to be what determines that, which is a problem because you have a group of people that have more internal issues with their sex and their gender than their physical bodies would dictate. And the move for transgender and different sexual orientations and sexual identifications that poses a problem in in the situation. Yeah. But a lot of different people. Well, Georgia, Georgia's governor actually he he's vetoing it. Mm-hmm. He's vetoing it for Georgia just because of the extra legislation. So. All of these different states are going to do different stuff. Yeah. But I'm going to say what I think is important about to know about these situations. Is. So the law is called HB2. If you want to look it up, go to North Carolina HB2. There is a shitload of extra dialogue in that. So when a lot of politicians draft a bill, they put one big talking point. Something that they know that people going to rally behind. But what you don't know usually is that they add a lot of extra stuff in there. And you're agreeing to all of it. Yeah, you're agreeing to all of it. Yeah. They add a lot of extra shit in it that people don't know about unless they read this draft. So what they've added to that bill is one, the city and the county legislatures, they can't 
make any city changes or ordinance revolving around anything related to LGBT. The next thing that they can't do is they can't make any city or county changes in regards to minimum wage. Like fuck ass Alabama. Exactly. Fucking Bentley. <laughs> fucking perv. I'm not even gonna get on that. <laughs> Don't get on. <laughs> Look. Gross ass Mr. Burns. Yeah, if y'all wanna see a Mr. Burns ish character. Looks exactly. No, not ish. He looks exactly. <laughs> if y'all wanna see the human form of Mr. Burns. Our governor looks exactly like That is Mr. Alabama's Burns. governor, Robert Bentley. He looks exactly <laughs> like Mr. Burns. And he has like this recording of him making sexy talk to his mistress like asking her to take off her earring so he can lick her ear it's the fucking <laughs> grossest thing i've ever heard he's like 80 years old ew just fucking ew if y'all want some entertainment go look up robert bentley and all the shit he got going on right now he bull- he he wouldn't let them um raise minimum wage but then he gave all his motherfucking friends a right like they already making six figures and i'm sure it was to keep quiet about this fuck ass little affair he had going on mm-hmm. but you don't want to give working people uh a raise to minimum wage but you gave your buddies a raise to fucking minimum wage be careful what you are voting on is my point be careful about reading and seeing because I may have uh, not me Governor Bentley been doing some real fuck shit since he's been in office <laughs> yes. well I'm gonna give you the rundown real quick so Governor Bentley extramarital affairs say it ain't sexual when well, he said it wasn't nothing until recording came out exactly. then he said well it was me talking but it wasn't a physical and then when recorders about it being physical came out he said well it was physical but it wasn't a sexual and so the reason that this all came out was because he fired the wrong person yep sometimes these bros ain't loyal no, hell not you fired me i'm snitching i'm telling everything yep. fire me. <laughs> <laughs> he fired the boy he came out and said listen we having a press conference today i know what he been doing i got recordings that's how it's going to be. Here's the problem. Here's the thing. I know we got all the fuck off topic. But the reason why this affair is it's it's not good cuz you know government officials and shit and, and and they're supposed to have this image or whatever. But he fucking ran on a ticket of family values. And you sitting here fucking <laughs> your marriage like traditional family values and all of this bullshit and you doing this like everything he says to the public is completely different from what the fuck he does behind closed doors and it always ends up coming back to bite him in the ass he pulled all of that money he didn't take the um medicare thing the medicaid expansion the medicaid expansion and then he took money from our schools and our kids fucking listen alabama already fucking behind and then you take the money from the schools to account for the money that you know like it's just stupid he yeah. makes these stupidest fucking decisions of life and the biggest issues of running on family values is the hypocrisy <laughs> and not allowing these other groups to marry because you're saying that it invalidates the sanctity of marriage. Meanwhile, you out here fucking around on your wife and she didn't have to divorce your ass. Exactly. Because they ain't married no more. She divorced yeah. him after this. <laughs> you are invalidating the sanctity of marriage with your own shenanigans and you don't get to pass that off on other groups that you just don't want to have this thing for the reasons that you do and you are participating in that situation fuck governor bentley too same i feel the same way my him <laughs> as i do donald trump fuck that guy <laughs> so i brought him up to say that in the state of alabama what happened is they made that same rule mm-hmm. that city they the cities 
Well, basically Birmingham City, which basically. has a corrupt ass council that gave themselves like seventy five percent raises. Now the motherfucking like, city broke as fuck, and I'm having to pay extra for my garbage. You know what? I'm not. They were making like they were making like thirty thousand dollars a year for a part time position, which they increased to like ninety to a hundred thousand dollars. They increased a whole bunch of stuff. So when they did that, the city wanted their heads, and so. Right after they did that, they called for increases in wages in the city. They tried to give somebody something. Well, what happened was the state said, no, yep, not doing that. Nope. Cities and counties now can't dictate or determine whether wages are going to be no, raised Because they were going to raise it to like $15 an hour, yeah? Wasn't it like 15 Yeah, like yeah. it was going to be up there. Yeah. But that tells that they hadn't even done the research because the research shows that you're supposed to be moving towards a livable wage. Not $15. And that's where the rhetoric has been. The media rhetoric has been, they don't deserve $15 an hour. Well, the thing is, it don't take $15 an hour to have a livable wage in Alabama. Yeah. In Alabama, it only take about $10 or $11 an hour. Yeah. Now, in Oregon, it takes $15 an hour to have a livable, livable wage. Yeah. In some parts of California, it takes $15. It was going to be very small groups of places that were going to have to have $15 an hour yeah. to have a livable wage because the dialogue is a livable wage. You should be able to, if you work 40 hours a week, you should be able to afford somewhere to live, be able to afford gas, and be able to afford to take care of yourself. The issue is that don't exist. Nope. You, If you work 40 hours a week, now because of what minimum wage is, because it hasn't kept up with inflation, you know, but the productivity has increased. Hell yeah. So the 1% <laughs> keep getting more money, but you don't have that, and you don't, you don't even have enough money to take care of your family, nope. which triggers over into the issue of Medicaid, and welfare is a better option because you get paid the same thing you would get working 40 hours a week For and no you got health care yeah. insurance yep. from the government. And uh, so until the government addresses that situation, that is going to continue to be an issue. So the wages need to be raised. But what they said is that you can't do that. And so North Carolina did that because they like it and Alabama did it. So and another state did it. We're going to do it. But what they did is they hid it in legislation that they knew was going to pass. Yeah. Being in the South, they knew that if they hid whatever they wanted to do under this is the Bathroom Protection Act. Boys can't go into school into the locker rooms with girls, or boys can't go into shower rooms with girls just because they feel like on the inside that they are a girl. Mm -hmm. You know, which one invalidates that whole movement, that whole group of people, which I don't like, and it also gives them opportunity to be the sneak sneaky slime balls that they are and by hiding that other, shit in yeah. there and getting all of that other then stuff. Then you've been and agreed to this shit and wonder why shit happens the way that it is. Well, you agreed to it when you voted for this other shit. You gotta mean, pay I, attention. I guess for the most part, it worked because Republicans, mostly who gonna vote for that kind of legislation, or conservatives or whatever you want to say who gonna vote for that kind of legislation, already pretty much feel like they do anyway. Yeah. You know, so it, it don't really change nothing. But I think the thing is, when the public... Everybody, Democrats, Republicans, when you don't inform yourself about the changes that's coming in your system, when you don't inform yourself, you leave yourself open to vote for things that you don't agree with and you don't like. Yeah. You know, but the issue still is, even if you didn't like it and you were informed about it, it wasn't much you can do about it if you voted against it because so many people that don't know about it voted for it. So what I think the pull should be in politics is to isolate all of these things to specific votes. Don't create a whole bill with a whole bunch of secret stuff in it. You know, when are we going to call for politicians to be more uh, transparent about these things that they're doing? Bitch asses. When they all die. Yeah. 
Basically, again, fuck Governor Bentley. I just want to say that again. Yeah, from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> Governor Bentley has a stake in our existence because we live in the state that he runs. So, uh, fuck Asshole, him. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> I, I want to add to that. Corroborate that situation. <laughs> Let me see. I don't really have much on this, but Nixon a, a Nixon aide has come out recently and said that the war on drugs was to target black people. We all knew that. Clearly we knew it as black <laughs> people. And either white people knew but weren't willing to admit it or they just that oblivious. I don't know which one it is. Uh, what you think it is? You know which one I think it is. <laughs> I don't give people the benefit of a fucking doubt. So I believe they you know, don't want to admit it. They know but don't want to admit it. I don't know that it's so much that they're oblivious. Well I don't know his name. I don't know much about him but I, I, I just kind of read the story a little bit and he was just saying that at a certain point in politics, there was really no way to stigmatize a group going forward. And so they used the media to do it. And they helped convince America that black people were bad and black people were the ones selling drugs and the black people were doing this. And then once they could convince the media that this would happen in legislation to heavily penalize any drug involvement, they knew it was going to go to the black community. You know, now, but before, before white people or a lot of people believed this, they just gonna say that that dude crazy, you know. Yes. They not gonna say, "Oh, that must be true." They gonna say, "Well, that dude is clearly nuts. Yeah. <laughs> that dude is clearly, you know, off his rocker. Basically, marbles loose, <laughs> ten four hat. You know, other ways to say, you know, crazy as hell. Yep. Oh, uh, but we know that's how it's been. But it goes into how the media is used. Yep. You know, which I'm gonna use to take into my next situation which is Bernie made me white hashtag going on <laughs> Bernie made me white so if y'all didn't know Bernie Sanders has won swept by a lot, landslide three mm-hmm. states Alaska Washington and Hawaii states that are known for their diversity states that are known for their liberal nature and just so I'll get to why it's the burning made me white. So just in January, CNN called Alaska the most diverse state in the United States. March 27th, after he won those states, they called Alaska one of the states that he won mostly rural and white. Mm-hmm. It's been to feed because they've been feeding the dialogue to America that Bernie Sanders can't get the black vote. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders can't get the diverse vote. Bernie Sanders can't get the, ver- the votes from brown people. Mm-hmm. He's mostly getting it from white people. And that's continuing to feed into that idea that nobody white is supporting Bernie Sanders. Well, it turns out that the parent company of CNN is Time Warner, who is like the sixth largest contributor to Hillary Clinton. And so... Because the media invalidated all of the black involvement in helping Bernie Sanders win those states, the hashtag means that they automatically became white. <laughs> so now everybody everybody that voted for Bernie in those states is white now. So that's why it's trending. And they saying stuff like, you know, as soon as Bernie Sanders won my state, I went and watched the season of Friends and <laughs> black girl with dress. It's like, I, what do I do with this hair? I don't even know. 
how do I, how am I supposed to take care of this hair? So it was a picture of a black girl and a white girl, and it said, "That's not two friends taking a picture. It's the before and after <laughs> picture <laughs> of after I'm she voted. voted." Yeah. So I mean that it's just a silly take on how the media tries to control the dialogue. And mm-hmm. I like that. I like when Twitter get a hold of stuff like Twitter's that. Twitter's fucking like great. I love it because they it's a it's sneak this. Yeah, basically. it's sneak this to all these organizations, but they make it funny. Yes, hilarious. You know, some people make it serious. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it shows these groups that we we don't have the wool over our eyes no more. Like mm-hmm. we can see what's happening. Like we have more access to information than we have ever had. In the history with social media, like in a matter of a day, within a day, you can find out that Time Warner is CNN's parent company and the sixth largest supporter to Hillary Clinton. That in January they said that this was the most diverse state, and today now it's not. Like you got access to that stuff within a day now. Like up to like the nineties of the early two thousands, we didn't have that at all. Like. Social media is the reason that I've seen as much police violence and brutality and stuff oh, as yeah. I have. Yeah. Like before, like in, when growing up, the only thing I ever saw was the Rodney King thing played mm-hmm. every now and uh, then, periodically yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and cops, but cops wasn't even police brutality. No, people got brutalized, but they probably <laughs> deserved it most Hell, of the yeah, time. I still watch cops. They still come on. You know, I watch it. <laughs> bad like boys, cops. bad boys. What, what you, you gonna, gonna do? What, what you, you gonna, gonna do when they, they come, come for you? you? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, that the media—I mean, the social media wasn't there, and so just having that access, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just waiting to see how that's gonna change the fabric and the culture of media and how they portray what they because it's just starting. Like within the last five or six years, it's really just starting. Yeah. And it's going to take a while for them to say, well, we can't just report on bullshit. You know, they're going to call us liars. So one of two things going to happen. Either they're going to report on bullshit and it's still going to bring them ratings and they're going to continue or they're going to realize that we don't want to be branded with this idea that we ain't shit. Like Fox, Fox ain't shit. We already know Fox ain't. People Hell are calling no. Fox, People are not calling Fox a news network. You know? And they call it Fox News. F-A-U-X. <laughs> like fake. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, some of these companies that don't want to be branded like that, it might change the culture of what they report and how they report. Yeah. I'm not sure, but it might. Maybe. It's interesting. It's going to be interesting to find out. Do I have anything else? Let me see. Oh, yeah, the news anchor with the racist post. That's bitch. Okay, so <laughs> I got to read y'all this post. It's a news anchor. I don't know where she's from. She's from Pennsylvania. A Pennsylvania news anchor. In Pennsylvania, there was an ambush shooting. Five people died. It was a pregnant woman that died. It might have been a child that died, but five people. And without any evidence, without any suspects, without any idea of who could have possibly done this this is what she posted you needn't be a criminal profiler to draw a mental sketch of the killers who broke so many hearts two weeks ago wednesday they are young black men likely teens or in their early 20s they have multiple siblings from multiple fathers and their mothers work multiple jobs these boys have been in the system before they've grown up there they know the police they've been arrested that was her comment and what she said was 
I see how those can be perceived as racist comments. Perceived my motherfucking ass. What? (laughs) Perceived as racist? The fuck? See, here's the thing. Here's my thing with people. If you're going to say some shit, stand behind what the fuck you say. Don't ever say anything that you're going to have to backtrack or retract, put foot around. If you're going to fucking say it, then mean it. Don't say some racist shit and then be like, oh, I see how some people might see that as racist. No, it is. Because you know why people see it as racist? Because it's fucking racist. Like, I can't stand that shit. Don't say nothing you can't stand behind. Now, let me help y'all understand why this is racist okay first off there is no evidence there is no she has no idea who did this why it was done or anything surrounding why it was done she don't know all she know is what happened so for her to by default go to a black male having done it that's a problem because if your default when crime happens is to go to african-americans because African-Americans don't commit 100% of crimes for you to go directly to African-American males. And then the fucking, the most stereotypical shit, like multiple children, multiple fathers and all of this bullshit. Like, So just mentioning that it was a black male got it to your macro aggression. Your macro racism. That's the big racism. Let's blame black man. Black man. Now, the micro racism came in the form of what you're talking about. It came in the form of these stereotypical versions of what the African-American family looks like. And what of that causes a person to become a criminal. In her head now. In her head. This like is what happened. white folks. And what that's what pissed me off when people do that. Like there's not white families out there. There's not white single mothers raising children by themselves. Or there's not white women who have multiple children by mother multiple dads and shit. Like that is not a, a completely black phenomenon. It's not exclusive. We don't no, own that. We it's fucking not, don't. Yeah. It happens all the time. Like I just think that just pisses me off when people do that. Like that is not exclusive to us. Like there are of all fucking races of people that like that what their family looks like. It happens. Like the fuck I out mean, of everybody here. Everybody experienced everything. And you can't use the group that you don't like or that you want to blame for that thing when it's convenient to you and when it makes you feel good. But the thing is, I don't think she's doing it because it's convenient to her. I think she's doing it because she truly, genuinely believes that shit. And it don't even matter if she apologized. No. It don't matter if she said, I see how I can be viewed as racist. What matters is that that's how she feels. That's Here's what she believes. Here's the problem with saying I can see how it could be viewed as racist. Because basically what she is saying is, I mean, I can see how you might, you know, fuck up and think that. It's not true, but I can see how you might think that. You're still not owning up to what the fuck you said. You're you're putting it in a way to where it's like, oh, well, you misinterpreted it, but I can see how you would misinterpret it that way. And I feel like I've said this a lot this episode, but fuck that chick. That's how I feel. That's how I feel about most of these people that we've been talking about. Fuck those guys. Listen. <laughs> We got to talk about the bullshit, Red. <laughs> Fuck those people, man. <laughs> Even though it's going to take you into your situation all aggressive. <laughs> it's okay. You can just come on back. Dial it back a little bit. Come back. <laughs> now I get on 10 sometimes. These fucking people. Oh. Either way, man. Like, what do I, what am I supposed to do with that? How am I educated African-American male 
no felonies, no criminal records, no tickets, no nothing, no nothing. How does she look at me when I walk down the street? Like you ain't. (laughs) That's what I got to worry about. I have to worry about how I'm perceived because of what you want to believe about my group. The entire group, like the whole group, like, and that's the problem because from across the street, you can't see my degrees, you can't see my community involvement, you can't see nothing but my skin color. And if you are across the street looking at me with those predispositions in your head about my skin color, you are the problem. It's a dialogue in America that some people are like, "Well, we need to do better. We got to do better." No, if you're across the street. Looking at me with them eyes and that bullshit in your eyes from their predispositions that you have, you got the problem and you need to fix it. I can't do nothing on my side to change how you feel about me. And that goes into another problem because when you do show people that, when they do see you being amazing and being great, they say you don't act like them. You're the exception. You're the exception. You're different. You talk white. You, you don't act seem white. like the rest of them. See, they keep black at a constant negative. Mm-hmm. And if you're not what they define as black, they pull you out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they keep black at that constant negative. So I don't know if there's anything that we can do to make black not be a negative. And what that means to me is that I don't give a fuck what you think about black. I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I'm just what I am. You know what I'm saying? So anyway. Fuck that chick. Yeah. But she's a symptom. She is a symptom of a problem. Yeah. And it's a whole bunch of shit ass symptoms out here of this American problem. Whether it be American history that has residual effects left that have issues in the American present or just her own family experiences with, with people. You know, grandma being racist. Granddaddy being racist And now She don't believe she racist Because she worked next to a black person And compliment them on their on they wear And their cologne And their fragrances And whatever they got on Or their dress or whatever You know She wanted them people who like, I have a black friend The fact that you have a one And you feel the need to let me know that shit lets me know a lot about you Like I, White people Let me tell you something about the black friend Okay The amount of black friends you have, if you have enough black friends that you remember all of them, you don't have enough. <laughs> like, I couldn't name all of my white or black friends right now. No. I would absolutely forget some. Yep. If you can name every one of your black friends and not forget some, you don't got enough. <laughs> and you can't use none of them to defend yourself from being possibly racist. Never. Listen, white people. Just. Take this. Don't ever defend whether or not you're racist by saying, but I got a black friend because that makes the situation work. I don't know why y'all think that makes shit better or why people going to be like, oh, well, shit, she's got a black friend. She must not. No, that makes shit worse. Don't say that. Stop saying that. Please stop saying that. But I got a black friend. Okay. That's probably somebody that you feel is an exception to the rule. That does not mean that you don't feel a certain type of way about the entire group as a whole. Look, and don't just don't be racist. <laughs> well, don't have to defend yourself. <laughs> the only time you would ever have to defend yourself yeah. like that is if you've done something questionable in which somebody might call you on it. Hey, you racist. Hey, hey, wait a minute. When you have to that, when you have to defend <laughs> that point, it really don't matter what you say after that. You already done done some shit. 
<laughs> that just shouldn't be it. All right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm gonna hand it off to you, Red. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, couple of things for natural selection. I'm gonna start off with the stupidest shit, which is love and hip hop. Um, we've talked about. I don't really fucking watch this show. Let me just say that. Um, but we've talked about Peter Guns and Tara and fucking um, Amina before. That whole little sister wife shit they got going on. Mm-hmm. And so on the reunion show, apparently, so Tara's pregnant by Peter again, and Amina was pregnant but got an abortion. So I guess Amina decided that you're not going to one-up me. So she shows up to the reunion show. This bitch is pregnant again. She is pregnant with Peter Gunn's 10th child. That is not an exaggeration. That is not me saying that for effect. This motherfucker actually has, you know, (laughs) has 10 children. What the fuck? Like, it's Peter Gunn's. Like... I don't understand (laughs) like what again I said this when we talked about this shit before all I know that this man has ever done is deja vu uptown baby uptown and that was in like the 90s or some shit I don't know anything other than love and hip hop that he's been doing since and he looks like a foot like an old foot foot. like an old foot because he wrinkled so like an old foot well I mean (laughs) The, the the crazy thing is when you said that it made sense <laughs> I can't put my finger on why it made sense but when you said it the shit made sense, made sense. he does and I, just, I don't fucking get it here's the thing and the reason why I wanted to talk about this is that people see this shit like people like myself look at it and we're like oh this is insane this is you know this is ridiculous but there are motherfuckers whose lives mirror this shit and feel validated and seeing this bullshit so i want to talk about this just to say to 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 women listen you know you do not have a baby to keep somebody that's not what the fuck you do because here's the thing peter guns has been making babies upon babies and he don't give a fuck about none of the other baby people kill me with this shit if you get with somebody who already got kids that they're not taking care of what makes you think that your child is gonna be special and different? He don't give shit about your kid either. When his use for you is gone, he not gonna care about your kid either. Like you've seen his track record, and for Tara to be surprised that he cheated on her when he cheated with her in the beginning, it just don't make no fucking sense to me. And she loved talking shit about Amina, but guess what? Peter met Amina and married this bitch within a year. He was with Tara for years. She could never get him to marry her. I just don't, that whole situation, don't marry your life after this. That's my point. Don't fucking do that because you just going to end up with some kids that you don't necessarily want because you just had them to try to keep this man. Like, I don't, I ain't never understood that shit. How that makes sense? Is And you know what? It's not about, I don't think it's about who Peter Guns is. I think it's about who he has targeted this to is, be yeah. in a relationship with him. He is a master manipulator. And look, we all do it. We all do it. Not in relationships, but we all do it. We all try to stack the odds in our favor of what we want. Yeah. If we go into a restaurant, we choose the server that we know is going to take care of us. If yeah. we go into a bank, we're going to get in the line of the teller that we know is pleasant and don't cause no problems ask us no situation. Yeah. 
We do that. We we had this inclination of self-preservation to do what's important to us. The problem is that level of self-preservation comes to some people in the form of manipulation, in the form of manipulating other people, in the form of being in those kind of situations. So he's chosen women that he can manipulate. He's chosen women that he can have sex with both of them and both of them still be with him and both of them These have this competition all over their baby. the same building together. He talked them into living in the same... <laughs> it's that manipulation. It's just like just like people who join cults. <laughs> yeah. They are in the cult of Peter Guns. Basically. They are indoctrinated by his words, <laughs> by his actions, by his deeds. He is going to forever be able to get them to do whatever. He will probably be able to get them to drink some damn cyanide they Kool-Aid. probably fucking could at this point. Because to convince both of it, Because Tara already had like two sons with him. And you done got pregnant a third time. After he married somebody else. You know he's married to somebody else. He didn't marry you after you gave him years and years and years of your life. He would have married this bitch he knew for a year. And you still let him impregnate you. What? I just don't understand. And everybody is talking about Team Tara and Team Amina. Both of these bitches is crazy. You understand? Neither one of these women is somebody that you want to marry your life after. Both of them are equally insane. And both of them equally have issues. Because there is no way on God's green earth that I am going to get involved with a Peter Guns. At all. Like, I don't understand. And not even because of who he is or what he has or what he don't have. But just his situation. When you meet him, how do you meet somebody like him with all of these motherfucking kids and shit? And he living with somebody telling you, well, it ain't working out. Well, you need to get the fuck out then, don't you? It's working out enough for you to still be living with her. Like, I don't understand why. Again, I guess it it says a lot more about them than it does about him and where they were in their life when they met him. Because my inclination is to be, oh, obviously shit is going great because you still living there. So, I can't help you. I'm sorry. Man, I know about 10 women right now. That if you even suggested that your head would be busted in the middle of the floor, <laughs> like they don't play that. Hell no. <laughs> you know, it's about the man knowing what he is capable of in that situation. He's just he's indoctrinated them, and this is the effect of that. You know, and I think Fucking just the, but that being said, like you reiterating the dangerous part of that is when people that enjoy that culture. That show that love and hip hop, and they start to try to adopt and mirror those things that they see because to the, to a man that's beneficial. Yeah, to a man that's that's okay. A man he can have whatever he want. He can have multiple women. He can cheat on them. They can have his babies. He get everything out of that situation. Yeah, you know, but it's not how you're supposed to live. And two, when women adopt that mentality, they lose everything. Oh, yeah. They literally get nothing out of it. They literally have to settle for less. And the kids. Is anybody thinking about the kids? Do you know how fucking confusing that shit has to be? You had a brother or a sister that's the same age as you, like, and y'all ain't twins? Like, I just, I don't, it, that cannot be a healthy situation for, I don't even think he really is involved in all of the life. Again, this, she having kid number 10. He not even involved with some of these other kids. And for these women to think that he going to give a fuck about their kids this entire time is laughable to me. Because yeah. at some point, you're going to become just like these other women have. You're going to be just as disposable as they were. Right now, because y'all on this fucking TV show, y'all expiration date got pushed back a little bit more than them other women. 
But that's the only reason why he hadn't moved on. But it's coming. It is coming. He is not going to be there for neither one of them anymore than he has been for the other women in his life. Because he ain't shit. And that's what ain't shit people do. They do things like this. So, whole reason I wanted to talk about this was to discourage y'all from trying to mirror this shit. Don't do that. Because shit don't work out well. It ain't working out well for them. It, it's not. Only difference is they get to be stupid as fuck on TV and you're going to be stupid as fuck in the privacy of your own home. That's the only difference that's going to be there. So, don't do that. And, and they probably got money. Now, it ain't money, money. No, But it ain't. being on TV, <laughs> being that personality, it's enough to survive. Yeah. You're not going to have that. No, you're not. You're not going to have that. But I wanted to say that this stuff is happening it all is. over the country it now. Does. Yeah. Just like, go holler at the deacons at the church. <laughs> Sneak this. <laughs> <laughs> I done met so many grimy deacons and choir directors. Oh, my God. No offense to deacons and choir directors unless you're doing some bullshit. <laughs> let, let me just take a quick segue because I went to church with my mama on Easter Sunday. The choir director and the keyboard player, because he is one and the same, showed up like right when the fucking pastor was getting up about to like. And I, so I asked my mom after church, I was like, "How you the director and you come late and not just a little bit, like like really late?" And she was like, "Well, he uh, he's a pastor at another church, so he come when he get out of church." Why the fuck did y'all hire him? He got too much going on. He ain't the one you want. He can't be here on time. Why would you hire him? And he got a whole other church he has to service. How that make sense? What? What? That's been that's always been an issue with me because the churches that I've been a part of when I grew up, it was all about service. The pastor started the church from nothing, from his own money, and he asked somebody who wanted to service the Lord to play the drums. Yeah. And then they asked somebody who wanted to service the Lord to play the keyboard. When I became, when I got introduced to people that get paid to play the mm-hmm. piano and get paid to do these things, I was like, what? <laughs> what they get paid? It's a job. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And it's a job for some pastors as well. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just don't. Again, he don't seem like the best choice. If he has a church that he has to attend on Sunday. And your services are on Sunday, and he ain't gonna get there to like twelve. That's a problem. He don't need to be in the running. Like <laughs> you paying him too. That's the thing. You're paying him for this. This ain't even something he doing out the goodness of his heart. You're paying him to come late. What? Well, he might be doing it at twenty five percent goodness, seventy five percent income. Listen, my <laughs> experience with churches, I doubt it. They probably paying him full price for him to come for like an hour, forty five minutes at the max. And play like one song. Cause by the time he get the hell to quiet and sing all the songs, they up there just clapping, trying to keep time themselves. Cause you're not here to direct. I don't understand. Okay, that had nothing to do with anything. But well, I didn't go to church for Easter Sunday. I went cause and my mom. Seventy five percent of the black people I know would consider me as going to hell. <laughs> so we could do a whole whole show on religion but don't marry your life after these fucking people that that was my point of even bringing this up is that don't do it because you're not gonna have the incentive of being on tv and you're not gonna have the incentive of making a little bit of cash from your stupidity you're just gonna be stupid for free so don't do that listen let me i'm gonna give y'all some advice okay i want you to mirror your life after the person that you see in the mirror okay <laughs> now no 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 caveat to that if the person you see in the mirror is confused. If you don't know where you need to be, model it after your favorite sitcom character. 
or pretend <laughs> character. Model yourself after Steve Urkel. He was a nerd. He was smart. And he got Laura in the end. You know what I'm saying? Like, model yourself after somebody from Friends. Joey or whatever their names. I ain't never seen none of that, but clearly you know their names because, you know, it's, it's popular culture. Joey yourself, Phoebe. What's some, what's some other black show? What's black shows? Model yourself after... Okay, if you hadn't asked me, I could have fucking Eddie Winslow was good. I'm gonna just go down to Family Matters. matters. <laughs> Anybody from Family Matters? Damn, Fresh Prince. There we go. Fresh Prince. Not Martin. A different world. Not Martin. Nobody no, from Martin. Fuck no. Everybody from Martin. Tommy never had no job. <laughs> Some of y'all hood. already doing it. Cole had mental health issues. <laughs> <laughs> Cole, stupid as shit. So stupid had mental health issues. <sighs> but yeah, don't. Don't so find like somebody that. pretend to model your life after that you would like to be. Please don't model yourself after people who have real life problems and real life issues that just on TV. Please don't do that. Yeah. If you gotta model yourself after hell, model yourself after a cartoon character. No damn superhero. <laughs> that would be better than fucking model yourself after Peter winning the damn these bitches. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. You might have sugar diabetes if you model yourself after winning. Well, don't eat the honey. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat all the honey. You gonna get the sugars. <laughs> you really can't be nobody else in that show. Everybody in that show got like mentally with scary as shit. Eeyore had depression. Clinically depressed. <laughs> Tigger had anxiety and, and ADHD. ADHD. <laughs> what the rabbit have? He, he was, was just mean as hell. Oh yeah, he was a he borderline person. Yeah, borderline personality <laughs> disorder. He just mad all the time. <sighs> but speaking of real world problems, Meek Mills. Oh lord, Meek Mills again. What he done did? So, I don't even know what he done. Quentin Miller. It's supposedly a ghostwriter for Drake. And supposedly Quentin Miller is the person that ghost wrote part of the diss track that, you know, made a, a mockery of Meek Mills. And so Quentin Miller is saying that he was in a mall and Meek Mills and his homeboys basically jumped him and beat his ass. Now, Meek Mills is saying that this is not true, or rather he's saying he wasn't present. He ain't necessarily saying that his ass didn't get stomped. He's saying he wasn't there. Now, Meek has some incentive for saying that because his ass is already on house arrest. He don't need no more problem. I I side with Quentin because I feel like most people, if they're going to make up a fight, they're going to win. Quentin admits he got his ass stomped out. So I just feel like just that little bit gives me some realism to his story because he didn't say he got into a fight and he like won and beat him up or whatever. He said they whooped his ass essentially. Um, I guess because Meek is salty because again, that diss track made a mockery of him. He did it to himself. He basically did. His own damn trigger fingers turned into the fingers. Why is he so emotional and sensitive? Oh, Carl Thomas ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> and I wish I never met her. <laughs> that I should have started the show off singing that shit. Damn it. <laughs> But yes, like I, I believe Quentin Miller. I think that Meek and his homeboys probably did jump him because that seemed like some shit Meek could do. At this point, he petty. He's overly sensitive. You know, he getting his feelings quite easily. So I can imagine if you see the man who's responsible for this track that just disintegrated you, 
you might feel a little little salty towards him. And Meek is the kind of person who would jump on him, I feel like. That's I mean, that Philly in him. Meek, rappers don't become rappers because they make great decisions. <laughs> all True. the time. Now, some rappers are very calculated and became who they are because they make great decisions. Hove. Hove. Tell Drake. Drake, yeah. You know, like Drake was an actor. Lil Wayne reached out. Yeah. And said he already knew it was going to be a crazy, crazy fan. I think that was genius on Lil Wayne part. Yeah. Well, Drake want to be a rapper. He already got a crazy fan base. He didn't have a platinum album, you know, in a year. Yeah. And he did. And he did. You know what I'm saying? So, but Meek Mills ain't one of them. Hell He no. didn't become a rapper because he made good decisions. <laughs> he became a, a rapper because he was out on the street, freestyling on the corner, which he probably would have done until he was 80 years old. Probably so. Had there not been a big surge. He would have been that dude, that dude at the gas station that you be trying to avoid, <laughs> that be want, trying to get you to buy his mixtape for $5. <laughs> and it's like, motherfucker, I'm just trying to pay for my gas. <laughs> I already got to pay for this gas. You think I'm going to pay you for this whack ass CD? Hey, young blood. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, young blood. <laughs> Can't stand this shit. When I lived in Montgomery, that raceway on the boulevard. Mm-hmm. I used to hate going in that bitch. I would avoid because every time I go, is somebody standing there selling a mixtape. First of all, I don't think I look like the kind of person who would give a fuck about your mixtape. I don't care. I'm trying to pay for my gas, sir. I don't want your mixtape, and you're not giving it out. You want me to purchase this music that I know nothing about? <laughs> I ain't got to listen to this shit yet. I don't know what I'm buying. No thanks. And you don't look like you're gonna be spitting some hot fire on a sweet sixteen. No, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want it. Meek would have been that dude. He would have been the one standing outside of the gas station trying to get you to buy a mixtape for five dollars. Every time I've seen somebody at a gas station selling mixtape, if I had cash on me, I bought one. Why? Because I want to see what these stupid ass niggas talking about. Does it sound good? Have you ever had one that you was like? I knew it wasn't gonna sound good when I bought it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it, but I just wanted to know what in the world they're talking about. I see what famous people talking about. What is these dudes talking about? You know what I'm saying? Kangaroo was closed when I tried to go get some gas and the popo pulled me over. Like, what are they rapping about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the kangaroo's closed. You know, my boy got the hook up at Walmart. <laughs> what? I mean, I don't know what they're talking about. I be trying to hear. The last Bullshit. one I bought, it was a long time. It worked in the hood. It, I bought one. I didn't listen to it just because of the track list. And I wish I could remember the name of the tracks. They were, I was like, Ain't no one finna listen to this. I never. I, I have never bought one, and I probably never will. Because I just know it's going... First of all, I'm not that big of a hip-hop fan. I'm very selective about the hip-hop that I do listen to. And I just... Gas station mixtapes ain't... It ain't really my <laughs> kind of hip-hop. I know I'm not gonna like it. I can look at you with this fucking grill in your mouth. And this oversized shit that you wear. And I already know. Whatever it is you're talking about, I'm not going to be able to fucking relate to. I'm not going to have no interest in it. It probably ain't going to make no sense. And what it is. I don't ever buy them. But, I try to avoid them. But, but if a dude walked up to you, gathered in a business suit, and said, Hi, ma'am. If you give me a few minutes of your time. It's a <laughs> lovely day. I really like your hair, by the way. I just want to let you know that I'm a local artist. I've been rapping for a couple of years and I'd just like to see if you would give my mixtape a try because I'm just trying to get some support to build my career and you'd be one of the people that helped me build that foundation. <laughs> How was that going to go? I would probably fucking laugh. Um, 
can we get a happy medium right you don't have to come over looking like an insurance salesman but you also don't have to come over looking like you might rob me maybe i don't can i get a medium a happy medium i don't feel like you would probably do anything in any in any context you probably right (laughs) i mean honestly i just i know that i'm not a big hip-hop fan and i know that most homegrown shit is the kind of shit that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Most homegrown shit, you're not gonna get a Drake, or you're not gonna get a J. Cole, or you're not gonna get a Kendrick Lamar. And that's the shit I listen to. That's the hip-hop I like. So, I know that most of this shit is trap music. I don't know shit about the trap. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? I'm from the country. I, I don't, I cannot relate to that. So, I already know I'm not gonna want to listen to this shit. So, and what am I buying for? Like, yeah. now if you come over to me in a suit dressed like an insurance salesman, I don't really know what kind of fucking music I'm gonna get. Like, I don't know what this gonna be. <laughs> well, you don't even think he gonna come at you with some music at this point. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> trying, trying. Like, to I don't need something. no insurance, homeboy. I'm good. Like, <laughs> oh, you gonna think it's gospel? I know this nigga ain't out here selling gospel. <laughs> <laughs> you just like I don't know. So I don't know, but Meek would have been that guy for sure. If, if he hadn't, you know, he yells too much. That's why I don't listen to me. I don't like people hollering at me. I don't want to listen to music. Are you doing all of this? Like, I don't, it's too much. Why you hollering? He and Jasmine Sullivan album. That's the only reason I done heard him say anything as of late on purpose. Meek? Mm-hmm. He on Jasmine Sullivan album. The first song. What kind of fucking pairing is that? Jasmine Sullivan and Meek Mills? Jasmine Sullivan is hood. I mean, I I mean, she talking about she talk about busting windows out of motherfucking cars. Jasmine Sullivan is hood. I mean, I know, but I, I mean, she higher caliber than caliber than me. Yeah, I'm inclined to think that she was trying to help his career out somehow. Maybe, maybe, maybe not her, but they agents. Maybe I don't fucking. Know. I want to put them two together. Like if she was gonna like feature a, a rap artist, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have guessed Meek Mills. <laughs> like that would have been the like. I wouldn't have even. That wouldn't have even been anywhere in my mind. Now I'm gonna have to go find this fucking song to listen to it because I can't imagine her, her lovely bluesy voice and his hollering. Have you listened to her album? Not the current one. That no. album is great. You should listen to the whole album. I'm gonna have to do if you that. listen to Jasmine Sullivan, I like Jasmine Sullivan. Like I listen to all three of her albums, like from front to back. Yeah, I like all her. Albums. She's amazing. But I was saying that uh, Meek Mills, yeah, the way he got his career was he was freestyling on the corner. Which he probably would have done his whole year. Which took us into the little thing we just went through. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably would have done that until he was old. But people started coming out with cameras. And Cassidy was real hot on the freestyle uh, yeah. scene out there in Philly. And so Meek Mills got into a bunch of them. And then he became one of the top cats out there because he was ripping people. You know? And that became hot. And then people started looking at signing these people. It was this Asian freestyler named Jen. They signed him. Cassidy got signed by somebody. Meek Mills got signed. A whole bunch of people got signed by a whole bunch of different groups because that's that freestyle scene. So he pretty much just fell into this situation. He didn't make decisions that got him here, you know, but he's still currently making decisions that gave him the material to, to freestyle about the stuff he was on the corner, which is beating up people, drugs, violent parole, whatever. How are you on fucking... And I heard him and Nikki been fighting because he basically want her to stay with him because he on house arrest. I ain't on house arrest, sir. I ain't do shit. So I'm going to get out here and I'm going to do these concerts and I'm going to tour. I'm going to do whatever the fuck it is I want to do because I didn't do shit. Now I'm not going to sit at home with you because you on house arrest. Get your shit together. Stop getting in trouble. 
the fuck i'm not a ride or die i think i've told y'all that before i'm not mm-mm, nope <laughs> sorry not the one me i still advise you to trap nikki somehow he maybe he you working on that i hope so because at some point she's going to like i still feel like she's doing this despite everybody and at some point she's gonna get tired of doing that and she's gonna leave him i <laughs> just feel it coming so he does need to trap her a while i mean can. if she ain't left him yet he got some kind of redeeming quality that applies what the to her fuck could that possibly be Look, the same thing as Ty- tyra and amina <laughs> I don't think that we gonna be able to conceptualize that. You're it's right, just it's subjective. It's way out of my realm of understanding. It's completely out. I'm gonna wrap things up uh, with a nice, hilarious story. It well sad because I'm pretty sure he on drugs at this point. Cat Williams got his ass stomped out, or not necessarily stomped because he used some wrestling moves. By like a seventh grader, he randomly. He wasn't a seventh grader. He was eight. He was eight. What seventeen. Was seventeen. That's I knew seven was in there He's somewhere. He's a kid. He's still a kid, but me. I mean, not me. Jesus, Cat <laughs> Williams showed up randomly to like a soccer game. He didn't have no kid playing. He just fucking showed up. Him and this seventeen-year-old got into this tiff back and forth. Cat Williams has explained it and said that. You know, he the seventeen year old was talking shit and he felt like if he was talking shit then he should be able to back up what he was saying. And he's saying he didn't realize that he was seventeen. Which it don't really matter because if you've seen the video, the seventeen year old got the best we <laughs> like he's saying that like he whooped his ass, but you didn't, cat. Like he he got you. Like he won't he I, I saw the video of him explaining that situation. It was no resolution. No, he it he just told what we saw in the video in a funny. I mean, it yeah. wasn't it was funny how he was telling the story, but at the end, it, he didn't give no resolution to why he was involved, why he did what he. Well, I think he said something like, you know, I was trying his daddy like he was like, why ain't nobody around here stopping him? Where's daddy? At? Where's mama? Where's he uncles? Trying, at? Yeah, and he said, well, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna teach him a lesson. He gonna remember this, you know, type situation. Yeah, he is gonna remember the time he whooped Cat Williams' ass. But no, but he didn't talk about why he even got into it with the kid. Like, why did he even bring the kid around the corner to say, "Let's get away from these cameras"? And you know, because <laughs> Cat Williams is on coke or something. He is on some. I'm convinced because, and I also saw where his family is trying to get him to get a psych evaluation at this point, and he's saying that they're doing it because they want his money. Think they're doing because something is obviously wrong with you, sir. Either you're on some kind of drugs or you have some kind of mental illness that is manifesting. Itself. It's probably both. Cause maybe he's self medicating with because the his drug. uncle at home that been drinking um Coke forty five for the last twenty years. He got the same issues. They ain't sending him to get no damn psyche valve. But they want Cat to get one. <laughs> but Cat out here getting like, and he didn't got in trouble like the last couple of like every week is some shit like You're right. He, he got something with them bitches, the women, the women who he pulled a gun out on because yes. they said Kevin Hart was funnier. <laughs> <laughs> they did that to themselves, but that's no justification for what. If you you shouldn't have no gun. The boy, thing about it is, what I'm saying is, if I know Mike Tyson is a boxer and he can punch me and I can die. I'm not gonna go up to his face in punching range and say, "Hey, your tattoo's stupid." And I d- won't do that. In their defense, Cat Williams is kind of tiny, so you know 
He's not as, you know, scary as. Well, I bet they won't do that shit again. Shit, you right. Thank he you. Thank you. Because he's tiny defensive. They want to. But he pulled out a gun. Sure threw did. one up on the ground and shot at their car. Then the pool, he went the to. The pool situation. <laughs> he went in there and, punch, and target like last year, the year before last year, and punch somebody. Continuously shit. And it's happening more frequently. So. If I was a family member, I would be a little concerned. Like, what the fuck is going on with you? Like, why is you getting into all of this shit? Like, what's going on? Every week you punching somebody or attempting to punch somebody or pulling guns or the fuck? Now you beating up kids? Like, but he said he thought he was 18. I don't know that that makes it any better. You were like a year off. Like, you had a, 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 a kid's soccer game picking fights with motherfuckers that's there. Like, I don't know if he had been 18 that it would have made it any better because some high schoolers, you know, he could have still been in high school and been 18 depending on his fucking birthday. Either way, you would have looked crazy, cat. Like, I, he's, I'm convinced that he's got drugs and maybe he's, he's got some kind of mental illness that he's self-medicated with drugs or he just do a coke or some shit. Like, I don't know. Something going on with him. I cat. don't know why you- if you was doing lines of coke, your first inclination shouldn't be to go find community kids and play soccer with them. <laughs> <laughs> like, that don't make sense to me. Like, why would he do that? I don't know. Like, do coke and sit in your back room and watch TV. <laughs> when you want to play soccer with kids, do that shit coherently. <laughs> but you're thinking with a logical mind, not not a coked out mind. Why, where his security at? Where his people at? Does he even have it? Cause I don't, no, no, you ain't nobody right. Been yeah, nobody with be him. with him. During these incidents, he been by his fucking self. <laughs> Maybe he fired everybody because they probably, tried to stop him from doing coke and going probably, to play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play soccer. Fuck this. You fired. Stop me. <laughs> I don't know, but Cat need help. He does. Something ain't right there because it's happening too often. Like, this is becoming kind of a regular thing with him being in the news for like violent occurrence and at some point somebody really gonna fuck him up he's again and he gonna be in one of these situations where he don't have a gun you like five three sir you somebody gonna fuck you up you lucky this kid was the one that did it like he already had you in like a fucking i don't know wrestling moves but he already got the better review so he might want to sit down. And the kid sounded pleasant from the little interview the kid had he sounded like a nice the kid, kid well, i tried to shake his head at the end like it was a spark. <laughs> well, like, he, he said um, he was he did wrestling for like two years in school, so that's what you would do at the end of a sparring match. Yeah. You shake hands, but Cat wasn't having that shit. Something wrong with him. I don't fucking know, but I don't know. That's all I have for unnatural right. selection. All right. Well, you got anything else on your mind? Samsung. Oh yes. Samsung. Fuck Apple. I just this whole episode I feel like I've been saying fuck this and fuck that. But really, fuck Apple. I'm not an Apple head. Samsung Galaxy Seven is like the best phone out right now. Is that what? Consumer Reports, which is a very, very, very valid uh, and reliable reviewing source, mm. has regarded the Galaxy S7 and S7 Edge as the best phone that they have ever reviewed. Boom, Apple fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's her saying that now. I, that's not me, okay? I, I, I like said Apple. it. Hey, listen, like I said, if you're going to say something, back it up. I stand behind it. I like Apple, but Fuck you're not going to sell me the same device that you had last time. You just added some dual finger functionality <laughs> to it. You're not going to do that. 
<laughs> not me. I'm not falling for it. No. <laughs> Sorry, Apple. I'm not a sucker. Well, I'm not going to say I'm not a sucker because the Galaxy series, pretty they're much, they're doing the same thing now. They're getting to that point. Yeah. But here's the thing. I think at a certain point, I mean, we didn't came so far with phones. Like, what the fuck else is there to add to these phones? Other than, like, maybe some more memory or, like, at this point, our phones could do every fucking thing. Like, literally, they do everything. Everything. So, at this point, like, what could they add? Like, what else could your fuck? You could pay for your shit with your phone now. You got Apple Pay and Android Pay and Samsung Pay and all of this shit. I mean, you literally could do almost everything with your phone. Well, it's a... Uh it's a new smartwatch coming out. It's a Kickstarter project. It's called Blocks. It's a modular smartwatch. And all of the links that go around it, they are actually modules that have different functionalities. Oh. And like, you got the smartwatch, which, you know, is just a regular smartwatch, but then you can add like a GPS module. You can add a battery life module. You can just add all these different modules. Mm -hmm. One of them is a cell phone module. Where you can put your SIM card in it and your phone be your cell, your your watch be your cell phone. That's just too much. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. That, that's that James Bond stuff. Cell phones and stuff is just doing stuff that, and cars are doing stuff that James Bond been pretending to have Until for a long time. I get the Jetsons universe. I don't want his shit. I'm waiting on Jetsons. Why? I'm waiting on flying cars and moving sidewalks and I can just put, you know, a little pee in my little food making thing and a whole fucking meal pop out. I don't have to cook. I'm waiting on that world. <laughs> we don't need that world. We do. That's just going to be another level of upper class because the, if, if, if apartments in the sky and cars in the sky happen, I'm still going to live here. <laughs> and you know what's going to happen? I'm going to be driving my car and a rich, drunk asshole that done took some cocaine and then got out flying their car gonna crash down on mine. <laughs> and now I'm dead, and they got their Jetsons world, and I'm still poor. Hey, on the Jetsons, <laughs> that George Jetson was poor. He had nobody for real. Everybody lived in the sky. It was poor people in the sky no, too. The Jetsons, the Jetsons were the poorest of the rich people. They didn't never go down <laughs> below and it was like a city of people still living down there. So you mean to show? tell me the same poor people right now that can't get a job at McDonald's and live off welfare gonna be living up there too? They just gonna have little bitty hovels. <laughs> I think rich people, rich people gonna create that world for themselves. <laughs> We're not gonna have access to it. Black people ain't gonna have access no, to I it. No, I think they gonna go on another planet. They gonna just leave us behind all together. I don't know that being in the sky would be far enough away. I think from what them. Donald Trump gonna do is when he build that wall, he gonna have an elevator that go up to that <laughs> To that whole city for all the white people, the rich white people. Fuck that guy once again. Maybe rich people. I mean, they might let a couple of Asians in, <laughs> one black person. <laughs> Just so they can say they're diverse. Some Indian people for doctors. So they can say they're diverse. Yeah. We have Indians up here. Exactly. There's a black guy down the street. <laughs> exactly. Everybody knows him. Just white. <laughs> There's only the one, but he's up here. We were racist. We wouldn't have let him up here. I don't want the Jetsons world. I don't want that world. I want the Jetsons world because I'm. I don't want to have to cook. They had to do shit. They had robot Rosie. I want a Rosie. I want it though. That would probably scare the shit out of Kingston. I mean, he'd probably be barking at all the time. Kingston ain't gonna make it to that. He world. don't like change. Don't say that. He ain't gonna make. We ain't gonna make it to that world. Yeah, <laughs> what that's you mean? True. That's true. <laughs> we gonna be dead if that happens. <laughs> we gonna be dead. I'm probably so. Maybe if we can find some way to manipulate gravity. That's the only way. If gravity's still the same yeah. way it is down here, I don't want to live above nothing. Yeah. 
What if the what if like a whole city malfunction and the shit and it just don't just fall. <laughs> Now everybody in that city gonna die and everybody that was below gonna die. <laughs> this is why nobody should be below. <laughs> Nobody needs to stay down. You gonna have to move with the time, sir. <laughs> Come up above. Look, if the whole world say, "Hey, we can, we moving everybody above," then great. But if they say, "Look, it, you gotta have a million at least to be well, living shit, up here," shit, I'm gonna be down here with you. With that. <laughs> shit, <laughs> I don't have a million dollars either. <laughs> shit, poor people definitely not getting that life. Don't say that. You be optimistic about the wrong <laughs> This is the time when I need you to believe. <laughs> I need you to. I need to believe. I ain't living in no sky. <laughs> I don't even like airplanes. I don't like heights either. But and you know what? But the gravity. That like, motherfucker George Jim was on a treadmill outside of the damn sky. He was. But I think they. He knew he what could he fall off like. Well, they had gravity because remember in the opening he like dropped Jane on uh, his what his wife name was Jane was it Jane Jane Jetson Jane Jet he dropped her down in a little pod it just dropped like a fucking rock so I don't remember her name they say everybody name in the intro he, every I time don't, I I don't have the Jetsons on DVD <laughs> I haven't watched it in a while though now maybe I didn't I need even to like home. the Jetsons you know what okay <laughs> when no black people like the Flintstones either. I feel like I saw maybe like a black in some of the crowds. There were they ain't never had no main characters. <laughs> they have a black face in the crowd here, there, and yonder. Mm-mm. No, no black main characters though. And the Flintstones were cavemen. Why were they so white? I don't know. Cause Look, white I, people man. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean everybody white. Everything Hannah white. Barbara white made everywhere. It, <laughs> Dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> At least Looney Tunes was animals. They didn't, you know. Voiced by all white people. Well, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, I, you know what? I thought Schoolhouse Rocks. I thought for the longest time the dude that sang like the more popular songs was black. He was white. He just had a black ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, right? I'm just a bit. I really thought that was a black he man. Get all kind of shit on phone calls. <laughs> like I assure you, I'm white because I really thought that that was a black man. So I have. The DVD with all of it, and they show him, and I was like, "This is a white man." I had no idea. My whole childhood, I thought it was a black person. Whole childhood, kind of fucked me up a little bit. It's crazy because why do you even have to think that? Why do you, as black people, we try so hard. We have had to try so hard in this culture to identify with somebody, with something. Yeah, I didn't identify with no damn Jetsons. But they did have the verb. Schoolhouse rocks was just black folks. It was all black characters. Really? Mm-hmm. And he was like a, su- it was a pot, like he was a superhero. Yeah. That, that was, they didn't have, now look, Schoolhouse Rock had a shitload of like bunch of different ones. That's the only one that I could think of that had like black folks in it. But it was like almost all black people in it, so. I like Schoolhouse Now I'm gonna fucking go home and watch Schoolhouse Rocks like I'm five. But, but you ain't gonna go watch the Jetsons? I might. <laughs> I could do both. Okay. I have time to do both. You should. I have like the first season of the Jetsons for it. I got so many old look, y'all. I got so many DVD. I got the Jetsons. I got Gummy Bears. I got fucking Schoolhouse Rocks. I have. I don't have Care Bears. I ain't like that shit. Um, you like Care Bears? No. Re- uh, Rescue Rangers, Tailspin. Oh, Rescue Rangers, Tailspin. You mm-hmm. know my shows. I have all of those shows. Yeah, I have a bunch of shows from my child. My kids. 
I'm not gonna be able to buy them toys because that's the shit they probably gonna be watching. Cause I cannot. Do. If I gotta sit around and watch some kitty shit, it's gonna be some shit I like. But new new kids no. shows are educational. No, but t- there was some educational points and tales. But and there school, was not. Schoolhouse Rocks is nothing. That's but it. That's only none of them shows you name the educational anything. Gummy bears. They got their gummy bear recipe stolen. They tried to go get it back. Tailspin. But he trying to deliver cargo and somebody lessons, trying to kill him. There's lessons about friendship and telling the truth and being honest. If and you and me look for it for kids, I'm gonna be there to explain it because I'm gonna be watching it with them because I enjoy those shows. If I gotta watch some fucking, I don't know what kids watch now. <laughs> I'm not going to Door be there. Dora Explorer learning Spanish. I might let them watch Dora because I I would like for them to like be able to <laughs> little speak Bill. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. My kids gonna be playing with toys, and the other kids gonna be like, "What's that?" Because you can find anything on eBay, so I can find them toys for these shows, I'm sure. But ain't nobody gonna know what the fuck they playing with. You right? But I don't care. It is what it is. It is. We could clearly talk about cartoons for a long time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we just better wrap it up. Yeah. Anyway. Until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.